Hey, welcome to uh, St. Louis, the Scott Trade Center. Um, I'm Garrett Carr. He's Clay Sauer. Take Rob to a great start here, but uh, that's okay. It's kind of been that, that kind of day for us, but it is what it is. Um, so I'm Garrett Carr. He's Clay Sauer. Teague. We're here, the, the Black Shoe Diaries, Matt Cass team, and uh, Clay. Um, a great, a great first session of wrestling for Penn State. Yeah, uh, probably about as good as you could imagine if you were uh, head coach Kale Sanderson. Um, eight wrestlers going, not not including Nick Suriano, who's out with an ankle injury. Uh, eight victories, a good deal of bonus along the way, and the uh, the team lead after the first session. Yeah, I mean, really, things went uh, probably better than planned um, for them, and it started off, you know, uh, with Jimmy Goulban. The first match of the day comes out against a, a, a Javier Gasca, who you know people weren't really talking about as maybe being a beat up wrestler. It, he was wearing a heavy brace on his shoulder, and you know maybe he hurt it in that last match at Big Tens or um, you know in training, but he didn't quite look himself. But that's not taking anything away from Jimmy Goulban. He wrestled one of his best matches of the year, if not the best. Yeah, it's an uh, interesting turn with Gasca, as you said. Um... I hadn't heard much regarding the injury. Um, not sure whether that was something that took place in the Big Ten final against Arsenal, but he, he certainly didn't look anywhere near level of wrestler that he did at Big Ten, so that's a bit of a shame. But um, a really good performance by Jimmy. Uh, still has to go out there and capitalize on it, and hopefully this will help him build some confidence heading into a second-round matchup against uh, Princeton's Matt Kolodzik, the four-seed. That will be a really, really tough, tough draw for him. Yeah, you know, the thing with Jimmy in that match is he came out right from the whistle and was attacking. You know, I mean, coming off that bad Big Ten's performance, he might have been a little tentative, but he wasn't. Right off the whistle, he was taking shots. Yeah, the first match against Goska at Big Ten's, he actually came out and, and was in deep on the first uh, the first shot of the match and uh, was unable to finish, which you've seen before with uh, Jimmy wrestling sometimes. And I think the fact that he was able to, to finish pretty quickly and finish pretty easily here uh, really helped build his confidence kind of steamrolled then for, for throughout throughout the rest of the match. Yeah, and so great start. So he gets the technical fall. That gives Penn State uh, an extra team and a half, a, a point and a half extra. Um, and, you know, with Jimmy sitting here with two and a half team points, he, he's already eclipsed his seed projection of points. Uh, I don't want to say everything else here if it's gravy because I'm sure Jimmy has his goals. But, you know, um, he certainly contributed to this team if he didn't wrestle another match in this tournament. Yeah, when I first uh, projected it, I actually projected three and a half team points between he and Suriano before we knew that Suriano would be out. So, I mean, then to, to even get that three and a half, to, I mean, Jimmy's nearly halfway there. And, he, I mean, in a team race that's going to come down to the wire, it looks like uh, every one of those points is going to matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then, you know, he takes the mat, um, he gets it done. And then we go to Zane Rutherford, who, you know, is certainly expected to get it done, and uh, he certainly did. Uh, in his first match against uh, a, a PA boy in Josh Maruka. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Franklin Regional product in, in Josh Maruka. Some nice little uh, redshirt freshman year for Arizona State. Uh, was unfortunately kind of drawn in uh, against Rutherford. Not, not the way you want to start your first NCAA tournament, but uh, uh, Zane went right to work, which we, we've seen before. Um, got a couple of quick takedowns, a couple of tilts on the edge. Uh, came out with the... Uh, the tech fall there, and um, really just, again, helped the momentum build from a team standpoint to have, to have three points through two matches, um, not advancing points, um, was just a, a really, really crucial start. Yeah, I mean, the only really bad thing about Zane's match, and I was 
when it got close to the tech fall, I was starting to get like kind of antsy because I wanted the pin. And I'm sure Zane isn't quite happy with not getting the pin, but um, I mean, that's that. I mean, that's being pretty picky. I mean, uh, we'll certainly take one and a half points bonus from him. Yeah, we'll, from here out. We'll touch on when we get to the kind of team performance at the end. But I think you and I both said had you offered Kale Sanderson fifteen and a half points at the beginning of the session, the over under there. He, yeah. he would certainly be happy with that result. And, he, and we got 16, he even, so. even eclipsed that much. So, so, again, just a really, really strong team performance for a team that a lot of people, I, mean, I don't know that I'd say they were doubting, but in terms of depth, uh, Oklahoma State was the value for depth, whereas as Penn State was supposed to be top-heavy. So to get eight winners from eight, eight matches in, in the first session is really, really key. Yeah, I mean, really what might have been with uh... – Nick Siriano, and you and I haven't had the time to speak about Nick Siriano on the podcast or anything, but, um, you know, it's just really unfortunate that he, he couldn't wrestle this weekend. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think it really puts Penn State's title hopes in jeopardy, and I don't disagree with that because I think it would have been a lock had he been able, had he be healthy. Um, so I guess, yeah, there is certainly an increased risk for Penn State, but, you know, I think as long as Penn State comes out and continues to wrestle like they just did, that uh, things will fall into place for them come Saturday night. Yeah, I think we uh, kind of touched on it, um, at least with, my, with regards to my predictions. Had Soriano wrestled, I I was fairly confident um, that Penn State was going to come out with a team title. Without Soriano, I, st- I still think I favor Nittany Lions over Oklahoma State and Ohio State, but um, it's a, I mean, it's razor thin there um, with regards to determining a team title. So as we touched on with Goleman, every one of those team points really matters. Yes, and so then, you know, um, we go to 157. Uh, Clay, it's the favorite game of the show. Uh, what did Jason Nolf do? Uh, Clay, tell us. What did Jason Nolf do? Yeah, Nolf really uh, kind of had, had his way there. A bit of a slow start against a really, really strong true freshman, Thomas Bullard from NC State, uh, a Georgia native. Uh, I believe he and his brother Daniel both uh, are wrestling at NC State. And Bullard was able to uh, have some success on top in the second period. It was only down 10-4 at one point, but uh, as Nolf tends to do, was able to um, – Wear down his opponent and ended up, I believe, with 22 to 7. Yeah, that sounds about right. 22 to 7 tech fall there. Um, so, again, three matches, three tech falls, and just a really strong job of building off the momentum that his teammates had kind of started to build. Yeah, a real vintage um, Jason Nolf performance um, for sure. Um, you know, just going out, getting, take, getting takedowns. I mean, he didn't have any, um, any back points. So, he had 22. I mean, I think he got. One stalling point, um, and then an escape when he chose down. Um, so that's ten takedowns, which, I mean, we'll take yeah. that. Um, just touching that, I was really impressed with Bullard. Uh, I mentioned to you before I even took the mat that I, I was a fan of both of the Bullard brothers, and I, I thought he handled himself very, very well in scramble situations. Didn't get taken to his back. Um, didn't have any uh, back points or near fall points. Um I think that's a kid who, who's going to be a future All-American Yeah, in, I mean, in a couple of years. Maybe. He had really strong hips, really, um, really good hips. So just a really uh, professional performance, I would say, from Jason Nolf, uh, knowing what he needed to get done, getting the job done. Yeah, um, absolutely. So then we go to 165, and kind of an interesting match because, um, you know, our own Vincenzo jo- Joseph go by seeding. You know, he's the number three seed in this tournament, um, and he's wrestling an unseeded wrestler. You know, you think on the paper would be a huge favorite, but it was also a kid that had beat him in, earlier in the year um, with with a flurry of, uh, of of throws to his back early on. A couple of back-to-back headlocks, which you, you don't see at this level very much. Yeah, 
Um, and so, you know, came out and, you know, there were some scary situations in that match. We were like, oh, stay out of the upper body stuff, Senzo. Um, started a little slow, you know, could have been nerves. or You know, he has to be, he has to respect Subject, who beat him before, and um, is a really strong 165-pounder. But, uh, you know, he kind of kind of worked through it, ended up with, a, I mean, what's ultimately a very respectable 5-1 victory over Subject. You mentioned it uh, with regards to Subject's strength, and I think we say, what, four or five times throughout the match, just how yeah. incredible it was that he, he was able to kind of stalemate some really deep shots or kind of shrug off. Um, some leg attacks that we've seen Chenzo Joseph now finish leg attacks on guys like Isaac Jordan. I mean, he finished two really clean leg attacks on Jordan in the third place match at Big Tens, and he was really, really struggling to get anywhere near um, finishing on subject before that, late in that second period. Um, but again, uh, wrestling his first match ever at the NCAA yep. tournament, maybe a bit of nerves. Um, wrestling guy that he's already lost to, which I think plays into that. And he's a quality, um, unseated wrestler any, to begin with, yeah, subject is. I mean, if you're going to get drawn in, I'm not sure that's a guy you want to have drawn in against you. Um, but, uh, again, would you like to see bonus there? Sure. But for a kid wrestling his first match at the NCAA sure. tournament, with the history they have, I think you're happy to see Chenzo build some confidence and move on and maybe get a bit comfortable in the evening session. I mean, and, you know, you mentioned bonus. I mean, it'd be nice to get bonus, more bonus. You always can want more bonus. But, I mean, I mean, we scored, what, uh, four and a half, uh, six and a half points of bonus. Uh, no, and then and then uh, Bo. So, eight. I mean, eight bonus points in the first. And, yeah, eight because we had eight winners and eight bonus points. So, I mean, that's a really good first session. Anytime you can get eight bonus points on any session. Yeah, it's, it's just really kind of good. the way it is with this Penn State team. When, when the other guys set the table – you kind of expect uh, everyone else to match it, and I don't know that that's a realistic expectation. But, I mean, as a team, I don't think anybody can have any complaints about that session. No, absolutely not. Um, so, so, so let me move on to 174, Mark Hall. Again, another guy making his NCAA tournament debut. Um, and, you know, he draws a really good opponent um, out, out of the random draw for the unseated guys. Um, it wasn't certainly the most pretty match Mark had wrestled in his life. Um, but, you know, he ultimately gets it done 7-2 um, and, get, and, and gets his feet wet here in a, in a meat grinder 174 bracket. Yeah, uh, wrestling Alex Kocher out of North Dakota State. Uh, Kocher holds a win earlier this season, I believe, over Kyle Kretschmer, um, who actually touched on it, I want to touch on here. Um, and is a really solid guy, positioning really, really strong hips, which, which we saw. Um, good performance defensively from Mark, which I think you come to expect. Um, I think you and I differ on his strengths and weaknesses from neutral. I have concerns about his abilities to to get the level or get to legs, change levels, and kind of vary attacks. I think that might be an issue uh, later on as he gets maybe a guy like Epperly who's so positionally sound. And I mean, this was what a three-two match. Uh, I think it was three-two match early in the third period. So, yeah. Well, so yeah, the the other guy had choice, so then he got out, made it three-two. Yeah. So. Far from a given deep in this match, and I think there's some concern there. But ultimately, like we said with Joseph, good to have him get that win and maybe relax a bit heading into tonight's session. Well, and I mean, we, we knew that would be a tough match for Mark. I um, mean, you know, we talked about on the preview podcast. I mean, yeah, sure, he's the five seed, he's unseated guy, but it was one of the better unseated guys. He, I think he was 23 and eight on the year going into that match, and um, you know, I, I mean. 
that that's that's a quality win, whether it's here or it's in a dual meet. I mean, you know, that's a good quality win for uh, for Mark Hall. Um, and and you know, we'll get tested tonight a, a little more, and, and and we'll get to what we're looking at tonight a little later in the in the, in the show. But um, you know, can't complain about uh, any win here. I mean, and any win at this event is good. Yeah, it's that point. Um, we talked about how tough 174 is, and, and talking about we we touched on Kyle Crutchman earlier. Uh, Crutchman actually fell in the first round. Um, Lost, I believe it was 7-6 in the first round as a 7 seed. And that could have very big team implications yeah. because I know a lot of people felt that he could be a guy that can make a run maybe to that third or fourth spot and which really turn do, things on their head. He, I mean, he yeah, do. I mean, we've seen it before with Crutcher. I believe it was two years ago he wrestled back for, for third or fourth. But um, his road certainly becomes tougher, a lot more difficult ha- especially, having lost in the first and Especially round. a guy that's bigger like him, maybe doesn't have the, the biggest gas tank in the world. You know, now he's wrestling a lot of he's wrestling a lot more matches uh, instead of the one per session. You know, um, and that's a factor. Yeah, and that was a great match that they crushed the match. Um, but I mean, you can score points on wrestlebacks. Listen, Zach Epley last year lost in the first round, ended up scoring what, six straight. Yeah, six, six and or ended seven up scoring twenty five team points or twenty point five team points of bonus, which is more that Dean, more than Dean Hiles scored as a champion. So I mean, you know, all was not lost at that way for Oklahoma State, but it's certainly I mean it's a blow. I mean it's I mean, John Smith was animated after the match. It's not what they wanted. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that was that was in the cards. No, uh, I'm sure that's not the game plan. So then we go to 184. Um, Bo Nickel back on the mat. Uh, Clay, Bo with a new haircut today. Uh, what do you think of the haircut? Yeah, going with the uh, the shaved head. I think you rocked that last year for um, was it World Team Trials or yeah. the qualifiers? Um, if he wrestles as well as he wrestled today, yeah, or wrestled cool. in the first session, I don't care what he looks like with the hairstyle. Um, this is, I believe, the third or fourth time he's wrestled Northwestern's Mitch Schliga on the year, and I think this was his best performance. Wrestled him in the Keystone Classic, wrestled him in the Duel, and I don't remember... They wrestled last year once, I don't know whether so. they, they met in Big Tens, but they, they met their, their fair share of times, and I thought this was the best that Nickel had handled him. Now, he had performances where he was able to get the fall. This time it was just a, just a 15 nothing tech fall. Um, but I, I think he was... Probably the most dominant in this performance, as he has been any other against Liga. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Bo looked great. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, the best kind of tech ball is a fifteen nothing tech ball, right? I mean, he, he didn't give Liga any opportunities. And I think what's more important, really, going forward for Bo than the score of that match, other than winning and losing, is that what his game plan was. And he wasn't out there, you know, he wasn't out there, uh, you know, looking for big moves. He was taking what the opponent gave to him. You know, he's willing to get into scrambles, and Bo's a great scrambler. He's the best scrambler in the weight class. Um, and, you know, that's a really big thing that helped, that helped Bo in that match, and I hope he keeps that plan as we go forward. Yeah, uh, again, uh, really, really good from top. Uh, that was the, the best we've seen Bo from top for a little while now, where, I mean, he started the season pinning everybody and wasn't having as much success. A lot of that was due to the step up in competition that yeah, he saw sure. at the end of the season, but nice to see him kind of get back to that. And nice to see no lingering effects from the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let me go to 197. And, um, you know, if, if Jimmy Goulbon was a standout at the beginning of the tournament uh, for Penn State this session, you got to look at Matt McCutcheon on the back half of the weights. It's really the highlight of of the first session for Penn State. Yeah, I think um, for those watching, I, I turned to Garrett a little before the match and said, 
well, how close do, does McCutcheon make this? How much does he make you sweat it out? I, d- I said one takedown. Matt has done that all year. And I've been very confident in, in McCutcheon's abilities to come out with victories, but they, they have not been a sure thing by any means. And wrestling a guy in Christian Brenner, who I think has a lot of upside for Purdue, um, a really, really talented kid, um, and gets into a scramble situation where he was very, very good last year at 184. Yeah. And it's a bit tougher at 197, have to finish on some tougher, longer, some, some yeah. longer guys, some stronger guys. And gets to a situation where Brunner's hanging on his ankle and McCutcheon leans in, leans into that ankle that, that Brunner has and is able to, to get the fall. And I actually thought he may have had the fall a second or two yeah, beforehand, but that's, I mean... What, an well, extra I mean, two points. Yeah, I mean, it's two points. I mean, that's. I mean, you know, that's a three-point match for him. I mean, you know, I mean, that's a match. You know, we were expecting him to win, but you know, it's it's Kutch. I mean, he doesn't really get a lot of bonus. We we're expecting just a one point. I mean, I mean, that's two. Ad, I mean, that's two in the truest sense of the word bonus points for Penn State because they weren't expected, um, and they go out and get them. Yeah, um, Black Shoe Diaries editor Carrie uh, Green actually mentioned that uh, she wanted people to raise their hands if they thought Matt McCutcheon would be. The first one to come up with a pin yeah. in the tournament, and told everybody to put him right back down because I don't know that anybody predicted that. No, and he, I mean, he looked good. I think what was really impressive of um, for me of him in that match, and I think it might have been the best I've seen him all year, was his movement, his fluidity and movement. He really looked healthy out there, moving his feet well. Um, it was a short match, but I mean, I was just really, really, really excited by by how he looked moving out there. Yeah, one of the things I mentioned after Big Tens that really impressed me about McCutcheon after a big win over Aaron Studebaker of Nebraska for third was I thought, one, he was moving very well. I think he, he has finally gotten used to the weight. But over the last six weeks or so where he has a, a win over Studebaker, a win over Preston Weigel, um, a win over Ricky Robertson of uh, Wisconsin, all around the 12-type or higher-type guys, um, is he, he looks comfortable. He looks healthy. He looks the most healthy. Yeah, that I agree. I think we've seen him he's since last, the beginning. I mean, of, the beginning of last season. I think he's been a. And listen, I admittedly, and I, I've been a critic of Mamakuchin this year. Uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be blunt about it. But going back to that Oklahoma State match, to now, I mean, he's looking like a much improved wrestler. Um, you know, in all facets. I mean, he's he's just wrestled extraordinary well, and his offense has has. Uh, his offense has really improved. I mean, his takedown rates picking up, even against quality opponents. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Mac can do for the rest of this tournament um, and just how far he can go and how many points he can score for us. Yeah, one of the things I think you've seen this season is, I don't even know whether I call it hesitance, but he's shooting less, but I think you'll see that when you don't have, you, you have to worry about going under 197-pound guys who, who then could, I, I mean, if... A 197-pound guy sprawls and puts all his hips and his weight onto you. It's a lot different than, than up at 184. So I think he's a bit more measured with his shots, and you're starting to see that pay off where, I mean, he's his shot conversion rate has been it's so much better, the roof for yeah. Nick, I mean, lately. And it's a good sign for Penn State, and as good a time as ever for that to uh, start to pick up. And so finally, the final match of the first match from Penn State was Nick Neville's against uh, against Lehigh's heavyweight, Doug Valero, a quality opponent for sure. Um, and, you know, it was sketchy. Uh, Neville did, did give up a takedown, but he also got the takedown when he needed to in the third period and then looked tough on top um, in the match. Yeah, um, like you said, gave up takedown. Um, it was 
2-2, I believe, after two periods with Neville's having a couple of escapes, and Valaro actually um, decides to choose neutral, which I can't say I disagree with. I believe Neville's wrote him out uh, in the dual meet this year, um, and Nick was able to get in deep on a shot and ended up in a scramble situation where he hipped into him for, for, for the two. Um, not the easiest of wins, but I think we both agreed that before the match, so we didn't think there was going to be bonus here. Yeah, I mean, Valero is a quality a, a opponent. Three, four, three, four point match. Valero is, as you say, a quality opponent, a very, very large heavyweight, which, yeah. uh, again, is a bit redundant, but one of the bigger guys of the weight, one of the stronger guys of the weight. So uh, I think we were both a bit, I don't want to say relieved, but but happy with that result. I mean, yeah. I mean a win alone was, was good there. Well, and I mean, you know, that's another kid here who um, who goes out and it's his first match at the NCAA tournament. You know, we don't think about yeah. that because he's a redshirt sophomore, but, you know, with injuries last year, he missed the tournament. That was his first match here. Um, and, you know, it was against a good opponent, and, and he did what he needed to do. I mean, listen, Penn State's known for their bonus points, but, you know, we don't come here with all eight kids scoring bonus. Even when we won this thing, it's a couple kids that score the bonus, and it's a couple kids that do their jobs as well. And that job isn't always to get the pins. It's to advance and get those placement points. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that really impressed me about that matchup was the ability to ride. He rode out after getting the last takedown, um, kind of showed why Valar doesn't want to get, go under. And I think that could be really important later on um, in later sessions. Sure. Should, should you need to either go to ride outs or get, get a riding time point or knock the riding time against you down. Um, I think that ability to ride could, could be very, very important. Come yeah. And the, you, the quarterfinals. And you mentioned ride outs. I mean, he's such a, he's such a good wrestler as a heavyweight on bottom, too, that in those situations, you, you, you feel pretty comfortable against him or with him and pretty much and everyone in the field. Yeah, I think, the, I mean, particularly in a potential, he's got another round to go, but a potential quarterfinal matchup with Duke's Jacob, Jacob Casper, yeah. who's good in all three positions, I think that ability to ride could, could definitely come into play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so that's the uh, that's the match of the first session. Um, so, yeah, the team race, you know, um, Penn State is the only team um, with that's in serious contention um, to that, that won all their matches this morning. Um, everyone else suffered losses. Um, that's in serious contention, which is you know good for Penn State. Um, and you, listen, I mean this is the thing. Just like the NCAA basketball tournament, you know you can't win this thing, if, if, the NCAA basketball tournament, the first weekend. You can't win this the first session, but um, you can certainly lose it. You know, and, and Penn State absolutely did not do that. And if anything, you know, their chances of winning this thing I mean, certainly increased from before the start of the session to now, if, if you were to put Vegas odds on it. Yeah, uh, 16 points, a one-point lead over Oklahoma State, a two-point lead over Ohio State. Uh, those were the big three that we talked about going in who would be contending for the team title. And I think had you placed odds on it going into the first session, would you and I would agree that Oklahoma State would probably, probably be yeah. the favorite to be the leader after the early that. session, given that, they had, given that they had probably 10 favorites in the first round. Yeah, sure. Um, so for Penn State to to not only almost match their output in terms of wins, one one shy, um, Oklahoma State had nine, but to to top them when you include bonus points, that's probably I mean you got to imagine that they're feeling pretty good. Um, not allowing not only not allowing Oklahoma State to separate themselves, but actually being on top after that first session. Yeah, and I mean more than just the score, and I I didn't think Oklahoma State wrestled a particularly good session. I don't think they looked very good. I mean, Heil was in a close. Match six five match yeah. I believe with Brock Sackle. Uh, yeah. I mean uh, JoJo Smith, who they're counting on to really step up this weekend. You know that's the big thing. JoJo looks so much better. Um, exact, it's Joseph, not JoJo. 
But, um, uh, you know, he, he wrestled a one-point match, I think. Uh, and I think, if I'm right, there was a questionable call in that match that could have given his opponent a takedown. But Crutchmer lost. Um, Nolan Boyd had a pretty close yeah, match. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean... I mean, and listen, I said, winning in this tournament is winning. Actually, I believe, if I recall correctly, I don't think Brock had the same. I think he got a major. Like, seven or eight point match. Yeah. He might, might have gotten the major. I think he had for the major. But, but I kind of penciled him in there for a tech or a fall. He kind of so, picked it up with Pichinini. Again, I mean, they still have, fall. what, nine bullets in the chamber at 10. Oklahoma State's, and, and not, the win, when the Oklahoma right, State's yeah. not going away anytime soon. But if you're looking at it from a Penn State perspective, I think you have to be pretty happy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then... Uh, you know, we look at Ohio State, and you know, listen, Ohio State. Certainly, if if the if the ends of the spectrum are Penn State and Oklahoma State, um, in terms of team styles, how they approach this tournament, Ohio State certainly approaches the tournament more on the Penn State side with some high scores and some bonus. And uh, you know, their their guys did that, um, but you know, they also suffered um, a couple losses in the first round. And Jose Rodriguez uh, continued a, a poor run of form for him. Um, you know, really, really just got dominated by Josh uh, or by David Terrell, or is it Josh? Josh David's Josh the older one. I just I couldn't get him right. Um, and then you know, um, they also lose uh, Cody Bircher as well. Um, he, he he picks up a loss in the first round of the tournament. Um, so you know, they've already got um, two guys in the lose bracket, and they didn't send a 157 pounder to the tournament. So nobody know. 157. Nobody uh, one. Uh, I guess it's just no, that's it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, so I mean, you know, they're already they're down to seven in the winners bracket, um, and you know, to be blunt, the way that Rodriguez just wrestled, I don't know if I see him even winning his first consolation match. I think that is a is a probably a it's definitely a, a toss uh, yeah. up. I would say, it, you know, that could be a whole a, a zero with that weight class, and then Bircher is probably going to be the underdog in his uh, match too. So I mean, you know, by the end of the night tonight, Ohio State could be looking at three weight classes with zero points. Um, and th- listen, I mean, the tournament can be won that way, but you got to make sure that you're getting five guys into the finals, and that's far from a guarantee for them. Yeah, they've um, got the. Uh, I would say that they have the top half strength to be able to to pull it out with five guys. Um, but they, you know, but they all have to get to the finals. But yeah, I would say at least three in the finals, and then two semifinalists or two guys wrestling. for They third. get like third, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's. I mean, I think they got to get five in the top three, um, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, they were there. I, I don't think I was in the team race, but Clay, you and I commented a, a few times, but I, I thought they wrestled a very good first session today. Yeah. We just kind of kept looking up. I think it was, um, after Brandon Sorens had picked up, uh, playing against his first round opponent at 149, where I first looked at you and was like, I was wrestling really well. And it just kind of continued and snowballed from there, ending with a, a cash Wilkie upset in... Sudden victory in his first round matchup. So I think uh, it was six wins. Yeah. 125, 133, 49, 57. Well, and Kofer and Carton and, and had a win in the prelim yeah. at 141. So that's another uh, win. Seven wins, actually, I believe. Yeah. And eight if you if you include the prelim win. So a really, really strong first session from Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. And same with Lehigh. You know, Lehigh, I thought, came out and wrestled a really good Lehigh, uh, Missouri. Um, Really, really. After Missouri got off to a slow start, fantastic wrestling. I mean, um, Missouri lost the first match of the day on Matt one. Yeah, um, um, Barlow McGee lost in sudden victory. And We've actually. Uh, I don't want to get too much into to the next session for other teams, but um, Jaden Ironman had a good win for Missouri. Yeah, over Logan Everett, and I think he's going to have yeah. a, a lot to say uh, about that match with uh, I guess 
Well, two matches away with Dean Heil. He's yeah, got a potential, potential quarterfinal yeah. with Dean Heil. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, Everett's a guy who was ranked all year, got up as high as 12th in some polls, and he really dominated Everett. It was 13-1 to 1 before a late reversal by Everett when, uh, you know, when uh, he was really, really chasing a, uh, a pin, um, Ironman was, um, and he got a little bit too high up on the ride. And Everett slipped out the back to make it 13-3. But, I mean, other than that, just a really great performance um, from him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great session of wrestling. I mean, listen, I mean, if you've never been to one of these, and this, this, you know, this was Clay's first session of his first tournament, but it's really quite an experience. Yeah, I mean, really just some fantastic wrestling. We, we talked about it all week. That it would be, but um, obviously, big team race, big session from Penn State, where it's from a Black Street Diaries and fan standpoint, that's what you want to see. Um, but it, it's nice to have the intrigue there. I mean, I, I can't really turn away. No, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, right now, Clay and I are about to go down. We're going to look at Penn State's matchups for the next round uh, briefly. Um, but if you guys have any questions, comment them in the below, and Clay and I will, will answer them as we go here. Um, you know, kind of keep us informal. Um, for those that are just that will be listening on the podcast later, um, this is also a Facebook Live that we're doing at the same time, so that's why I'm asking for questions. Um, so bear with me on on that end. Um, so Clay's bringing up the brackets right now. Track wrestling isn't being the most cooperative, um, for sure. Um, but you know, we can start off with, with, with the one we know right off the top of our head. That's Jimmy Gulban and Matt Kalazic. Clay Kalazic was your preseason title pick at that weight. Um, you know. He was. Um, actually, somebody that, uh, when, when we did our picks um, on the preview show for the tournament, I ended up picking Kevin Jack. and I still kind of feel good about Jack, but, but I, I did feel <laughs> a bit shady going against my, my preseason pick in Kolodzik. And I think you and I had a bit of a differing, uh, difference yeah. of opinions here with, with Gullivan's shot. Um I don't give much of a chance at I all. I still think he can beat anybody. But, um, but he could also get pinned the next two matches. I, uh, I don't know. I didn't think that, that Kalodzic will, will come out and win pretty comfortably. But Kalodzic didn't pick, put up big points in his first match. He only won 8-3. So, yeah. Um, definitely nothing decided. And, again, it's the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. I mean, if, if, if Jimmy does win that match, Penn State's in business. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I can't imagine... You think you're sitting any better? Because I mean, then you're at a point where a guy like Gulban, an unseated guy, um, would need to only win one of his next two matches to All American. Because um, if he lost in the quarterfinals, he'd go down to round of twelve to the blood round. If he wins there, you're an All American. So, I mean, big big match for Jimmy Gulban tonight. Um, um, Clay, you know, Zane, uh, you know, Zane's gonna take the mat again, and me. Expect some level of dominance again. Yeah, Jordan Laster of uh, Princeton is going to be his opponent, 16 seed. Um, we mentioned in the preview pod that we don't expect Zane to be challenged until he gets to that semifinal round um, against the Mickey Jordan or, or Brandon Sorensen. I still kind of think that's that's going to be the case um, for Penn State. It's a matter of keeping an eye on bonus points yep. and then trying to score as many here as you can. Uh, either you want to get the fall or at least get the tech fall. Well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. To say. I think you made a good point earlier when uh, when we were sitting watching Zane's match after he got the technical fall, and um, you were like, didn't last year he started the turn with a tech fall, then go pin, 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 um, in his next three, and, and that is true, and so, you know, um, maybe he'll come out. I mean, he's always hungry for pins, but 
I mean, he has precedent with this. I mean, I don't think he should be too disappointed about the tech fall. And hopefully he can come out and uh, get Penn State two bonus points um, this evening. Yeah, I don't imagine if Zane Rutherford puts up, like, three tech falls in, in the major tournament that many, many people are going to be uh, too upset with his performance. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, let's head to 157. Um, Jason Nolf. Uh, of Penn State, uh, the top seed there as well. Um, Clay, tell me, tell me about his matchup. He's gonna have uh, Victor Lopez, uh, 16 seed at Bucknell. Um, I can't say I know a whole lot about Lopez. He actually moved into that 16 seed when Michigan's Brian Murphy went down with injury. Um, Nolf was pretty dominant in his uh, first round performance over Bullard. Lopez earned a 5-3 victory over T.J. Russell of Wisconsin, who we've seen a couple times. I actually think pretty highly of Russell and think that's a good win. But Nolf has been pretty pretty dominant over Russell. And similar to Rutherford, I, I expect that to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, he has Lopez, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, Nolf's Nolf. Um, again, same thing with, with Zane. Um, hopefully uh, he can come out, get the pin, get those bonus points for Penn State, and go get a good night's sleep for a big day tomorrow. Uh, for Penn State. Um, you're heading to 165. Um, uh, Senzo Joseph just won his first match at the NCAAs and his first his first appearance. Um, hopefully the jitters are out um, because he's going to have a, a challenging second-round match. Yeah, he's going to draw Branson Ashworth of Wyoming. Um, Mark Branch has the Cowboys wrestling really well, as he has the last couple seasons. And NCAAs, Ashworth with a 7 to nothing victory. Um in the first round, so, so really impressive performance there. Um, again, it's going to be another one, maybe like a subject where Chenzo's going to have to grind it out. Um, yeah. I think uh, most would consider him a favorite here. We consider him a favorite, um, maybe even a heavy favorite, but but points are going to be at a premium. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully Chenzo can get to his offense a little bit better than he did uh, in that first match. Um, and play the takedown game a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I, mean, I feel pretty confident about him coming out with a W in that match and heading into what was probably the biggest day of his wrestling life so far tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, up at 174, actually, we have a match, and I must have missed this along the way. Uh, Mark Hall's moving on to face unseated uh, Jaden Bernstein of Navy, who knocked off Casey Kent 7-3 in the first round. Uh, Hall holds a, I think it was a seven-point victory. It was not quite a major over Kent. I believe. I thought, yeah, I was like 10-2, 10-3. Um, it might have been a major. So it was helpful, and I was all, all prepared to talk about that and then yeah. looked up and, and saw that we were dealing with Bernstein, who's a, a really crafty kid at Navy. Um, and I don't know what to expect. Um, I think if Hall yeah, – I think you and I disagree a bit here about Hall, Hall's best uh, scoring chances. I, I think they tend to come from top with his cheap tilts and turns. Um, you tend to think they it, come from neutral. Well, I don't disagree – with that, my point about him riding is, in the two matches he's lost to Meyer and to Bojo, he spent a lot of time on top and didn't get anything out of it. And then in the third, and then he got out wrestled late in the match in both of those matches. All I'm saying is, work for a turn. But when it's evident that if you're not going to turn him, you start riding to ride. Let him up because you're so hard to take down to begin with. And as you said, you know, you can turn people, so take him down again and try to turn again. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he should cut people as soon as he takes them down. I'm just saying he shouldn't be riding to ride. Yeah, I mean, 
don't know. I don't know how many people um, watched so much of Zane in his first year where he finished, was it fifth or fifth? Fifth way in his first year? Yeah, but he's, where, not, he's not Zane. Well, well, if you look at Zane, my point was that first year, Zane wasn't riding to really riding turn. He was riding parallel, ride. parallel riding. And I think Hall can have that ability on top. I mean, you look at the first ride they put in against Bo Jordan, where it was uh, over a minute in the first period. The weird thing with uh, Marcus twice then. He's kind of struggled to keep guys down on restarts, yeah. which is weird because his forward pressure is, is incredible. Um, I actually, I mean, if he's going to commit to the ride, I have no problem with it. I just want to see him not give up that quick escape and yeah. be able to secure riding, that riding time point because yeah. it could be important. Well, and, and, and that was uh, a situation in the first match, start the third period. It's 3-1. He's up. He's got 50 seconds of riding time. You know, if he can get... A 25, 30 second ride there. He's got riding time plus a cushion, um, and, and, and can't get it. Gives up an escape in probably four or five seconds. Um, it's something he, he needs to work on for sure. Um, but you know, hopefully Marky comes out, wrestles a little bit better uh, tonight. Um, I, I think with time you'll see him to improve. His best position is similar to I think Isaac Jordan, where he's countering shots and hipping into you and kind of. Getting go behinds or cutting the corner, um, especially in freestyle where you where you can score on like a crotch lift or something of that sort. Um, I think you're going to see him make a drastic improvement between this year and next year in terms of from neutral um, with his level changes, uh, his variance of attacks. And I don't think it's quite there yet, which is why I'm not sure. Uh, I I didn't pick him as a national finalist or national champion. Um, and I have concerns how he faces wrestlers who don't give up their legs easily. I have concerns about how he's going to score. Um, but but how are they going to score on him, yeah. too? I mean, that's hard. I mean, I mean you're, you're they can looking, go both ways. You're looking at toss-up matches. Um, but, again, another guy came out, got his first win, his, yep. first, his first NCAA tournament. And he dealt with some adversity. I mean, the match was close, yeah. and he responded in the third and period. Has a chance to really build some momentum now with another guy where – he should be heavily favored, which, again, in this bracket doesn't necessarily yeah. mean much. Yeah. Um, so let's go to 184. Um, Bo Nickel off of just a, a spectacular performance um, in the first round. Yeah. Um, this is apparently a tournament where Bo's just going to face guys he's faced all year. Yeah, again, again, tour, yeah. Until maybe he, he sees a, a possible Gabe Dean in the final. Uh, facing Steve Schneider, B- Binghamton. Uh, Major Binghamton, really. Er, Major Binghamton. Major Snyder earlier in the year uh, in the home duel. Um, I think he's looking to to maybe create a bit more separation this time around. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Slatter's a good wrestler, but I think both looking good, feeling good out there, um, and that helps. And again, just a reminder: if any of you guys have questions, put them in the comments. And if not, that's fine. But if any guys have questions, plan I'll be more than willing to answer them at the end of the show, um, which is coming up quite shortly. So, as I said, get them in. Uh, place hungry. Um, uh, we go to one ninety seven. Uh, you know Matt McCutcheon wrestled great this morning, um, and, and a big match for him uh, to get to tomorrow's quarterfinals. Yeah, he's going to face uh, twelve seed Frank Mariez of Penn. Uh, I think I talked to you. I don't remember whether it was on air or off air about Mariez being not quite as good a version of McCutcheon in that he wrestles close matches but doesn't come out with the win as much. I don't think he has the leg attacks that Kutch has. Um, Mattias had a 3-2 victory over Kellen Stout um, early in the year in the Keystone Classic. Uh, personally, I think, I mean, 
I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair, but I think I think McCutcheon may put two, three, four points between between him and and Maggie's here. I was thinking like five two ish. As we talked about, we like the way McCutcheon's wrestling, and I'm not particularly high on Matty Yates, who's been around 12 guy at least once, maybe twice before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, we head to 285 um, here. Uh, Nick Neville's um, we'll wrap the session up at Penn State. Yeah, Neville's is going to draw Billy Miller of Edinburgh in an in-state matchup. Um, Miller came out with, with a tight 3-2 uh, decision over his opponent from North Carolina in the first round, though. We were actually keeping a close eye on that. Um, I actually think Miller might be a better opponent for Nevels than, than uh, Valaro was. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Miller's a bit, a bit better for neutral and can do a little more offensively, but he's just not the mountain of the man that Doug Valaro is, and I, I think we see Nick open up a bit more and not, not be afraid of getting caught under a guy that's like, again, literally looks like the mountain for those of you who watch Game of Thrones. Well, and, you know, you said that Miller's a little bit better for neutral, and I think that's almost better for Nick because I think for most of the wrestlers in this weight, shooting on Nick can be fool's goal. You know, he's so good for his size and scramble situations, but I'd almost rather have him wrestle on a, a wrestler who likes to shoot and thinks he can get to legs because I trust Neville's to win most scrambles. Yeah, and then, I mean, we touched on a similar. That's kind of how I feel with Mark Hall, where I'd like to have a guy that is willing to open up a bit more. That's why I have concerns with him against Epperly. Um... But uh, I think the Miller matchup kind of plays into Neville's hands. And even if he doesn't open up, I don't think he has the hips or defense that Valaro does. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's all the we have to look forward to tonight. And so, you know, the order of wrestling tonight um, here on Thursday night for Session 2, they're going to wrestle. The, there's, there's 10 pigtail consolation matches, one for each weight. They're going to get those out of the way. And then they're going to go straight through um, – the, the round of 16, so they're going to run all eight mats. Um, will be will be uh, round of 16 action here, and then the rest of the constellations. But um, tonight, it's um, one match for everybody in the field. So even if a Penn State wrestler loses, uh, you know they won't wrestle again tonight. They'll come back tomorrow. But for um, you know for a quarter for a quarter of the field tonight, Clay, each class, uh, you know their tournament journey will be over. Yeah, if we're setting the over-under for Penn State, we got eight wrestlers coming there. If I set the over-under at six and a half, what, what do you think we're looking at? Of winning. Yeah, six and a half wins at eight. Seven. Oh, I would take the over. I, I think seven. we'll win seven. With the lone loss coming at? I mean, I would pick Jimmy, um, but I would pick Jimmy to lose out of anyone. But, Every uh, time we pick Jimmy to lose, including Kerry, um, he's come out with a win, so maybe that's best for him. Wrestling royalty just walked by. Anthony Robles. 125 pound champ 2011 um, great great inspiration um, but yeah um, I, I, I think we'll get at least seven and I'm not counting Jimmy out of that match um, I, my expectations aren't high but I'm not counting him out because we've, we've seen he can get hot and he's wrestling a freshman and Jimmy is experienced um, I'm not counting him out I'm not picking him to win either but I mean it's a match worth, worth watching but the cool thing for the fans at home is that you don't have to have to stay up late to watch Penn State wrestle tonight because uh, you know, they have no one of the constellations. Yeah, uh, to that point, first session, ESPN's going to throw the show all three night sessions on ESPN proper. Um, and the first of those sessions is tonight, so I would definitely encourage everybody to tune in over there and support the team. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so that just about wraps it up for us. Um, just uh, quickly, again, remind, us of our, uh, remind you guys of our schedule for the week. We'll be doing a podcast after every show or after every session. And in the, in the, in the morning and afternoon or in the afternoon sessions after those, um, we'll be doing these Facebook Lives. We won't be doing the Facebook Lives after the evening sessions. We'll just be doing straight podcasts after those. But um, that's our schedule. So we'll be back with another podcast. We'll record tonight. It'll be there for you uh, on your phone or however you like to listen to us tomorrow morning when you wake up. You'll be able to get the scoop from last night. And we'll, re- we'll really focus on breaking down the quarterfinal matchups um, tonight, you know, depend, you know uh, depending on who wins. Um, but I don't have anything else to add here, Clay. Um, you know, we've got some stuff to do. Uh, our, our, our time window is getting short. Um, and I still got to edit this podcast. And you got to eat a little bit before we can get uh, do some other stuff. So um, anything else to add? Nothing really. Uh, as Gary mentioned, I've been, I've been waiting about 12 hours now to get some food, so uh, I may have to, to leave you guys. I mean, you know, Clay, Clay had a Clay had a, um, a red-eye flight um, this morning uh, from Pittsburgh at 5 a.m. It's been a long day for him. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, this is our show. Also, I just want to remind everyone, if you're in St. Louis listening to this, um, Clay and I are um, – we'll – we, we can be found at the bar in the Chase Park Plaza after the wrestling tonight. And we'll be somewhere out in town yes. probably in coming nights. So yes. But stop by. Say yeah, hi. Say hi. We'll be, we'll be uh, you know, doing what dudes do um, at bars. Um, uh, to uh, steal a line from Barstool. Um, but, yeah, so that's it for us. Thank you for listening on this first Facebook Live. Spread the word on these Facebook Lives. You know, we're going to have, I just said, one every day. And uh, take care, everybody, and uh, go state. Peace out.